welcome to Conversations for Life, a podcast ministry of Cross Life with husband and wife, Jonathan and Kathleen. We are here to discuss the things that bring life into our marriages and families. We invite you now to pull up a chair and join in the conversation. Hi, welcome to episode three of Conversations for Life. Today, we are talking about the role of mom as theologian. How should women pursue knowing God, studying His Word, and then channeling that fruit into the life of their family? Yeah, what I hope we can do here in this conversation is bring out the vital importance of moms growing in maturity as theologians, as people who know God. Now, this doesn't mean that every mom has to go to seminary or be a biblical scholar, and it's definitely not meant to induce guilt or just pile another task on us, um, it, it means that for the sake of our calling as mothers in our home and in the world, it's crucial that we are steadily moving toward knowing God and understanding His Word. And you know, Kathleen, as we've been preparing for this episode and talking about mom as theologian, I've been going back to something we learned in seminary, which is that to help others grow, the most important thing we need to do is grow ourselves. And as I've been thinking about moms as theologians, you know, we're not talking primarily about a bunch of tasks or strategies or techniques to help mom be a better mom to her kids or teach theology to her kids. We're talking about how can mom grow herself so that as she's teaching her kids about God, she is going to be, um, you know, growing and developing in her own faith and her own knowledge of who God is. Yeah, that's so good. Um, this. Yeah, as you said, this isn't about mothers mastering some set of principles or techniques or knowing all the doctrine in the world. It's about moms becoming mature believers who love knowing the Lord. And this is something that will be both, you know, explicitly taught to their children and also caught by their children. So building up this kind of theological maturity in ourselves is part of training our children in this direction. So, you know, Kathleen, would you say that it's it's fair to say that a mom pursuing theology, you know, pursuing spiritual growth for her own sake, that this actually will play a crucial part in her ability to love and, and disciple her kids? Yes, absolutely. I love that. Well, and I also want to say, you know, at the outset here that for many listeners, they probably don't think of themselves as theologians. You know, it's a word that we typically reserve for old men with long beards who write dense books like Aquinas' Summa Theologica or Calvin's Institutes. But the reality is all of us are theologians. You know, a theologian is anyone, it's, it's all of us, you know, who, who have thoughts about who God is, what he is like, what his word says, what he wants of us. And so when we talk about moms as theologians, we're not saying that all moms are called to go to seminary or are called to isolate themselves in a cave somewhere and become a hermit, though some days they might want that. Uh, we're, we're just saying that mothers have a crucial calling to study the Bible, to grow in their knowledge of, of what the Bible teaches about who God is, and to let this shape them and then you know, to be a conduit of this to their kids. Yeah, as you just said and as others have said, it's not a question of whether you're a theologian or not, but whether you're a good one or a bad one. So we all believe something about God, even if we deny him. And we believe something about us and about our purpose here. So the question is just whether what we believe is true or not. So we don't need to say, 
I'm not a theologian like that. I can't do that. The truth is you are that. We are that already. Um, you know, and someone may say, well, I'm not educated for this. I don't have the experience for this. How can I study and teach God's word to my children? Well, and the thing is, you don't have to know everything. We just have to be on a trajectory toward deeper, clearer, more delighted knowledge of God. And really, this is relevant to all women. You know, for those of us who have kids, we're going to be specifically addressing what it means to use our theological maturity to bless our children to know God. But if you don't have children, you're still influencing children in your church and in your extended family and in your community, um, and you're influencing adults of all kinds in your spheres. And of course, you're building up your own capacity to know and glorify God when you come to know him better. And, you know, just to, to tack on to what you said there, you know, we're, I think we're, we're bringing this issue up today not because you know, women or moms are uniquely called to be theologians. All of us are called to, 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 to this task. But I think there are unique challenges that moms face that others don't necessarily face, and that's some of what we want to address today. Yeah, and, and we want this to be encouraging and thought-provoking both for women and for men. You know, for the women and moms, obviously, I hope that we'll be encouraged to get into God's Word and let it bear fruit in our lives and be really excited about that. And I hope that our husbands and the men in our churches will also be excited about that, excited about seeing their wives becoming confident in theology and being supportive in that. And I think, you know, with, with you and me, Jonathan, uh, I think there's a value to having a husband and wife talking about this. I'm really passionate about knowing theology because that's about knowing God and about women embracing that. And, um, and my husband is just as passionate about that as well. You know, Jonathan, you take me seriously and respect me and encourage me, and we really love talking together, and we do discuss theology a lot, what we're reading in the Bible, what we're learning, what we're meditating on, and that's a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, I mean, just to get back to a little bit what we, what we talked about in the last podcast, you know, Genesis 1 and 2, God's design for marriage is that the husband and wife pursue God together. And, you know, I would say, you know, the husband and wife, they together are feasting on God, and that this is where their marriage will find vitality. Yeah, um, and something I want to add, too, we're not saying that husbands or dads are not theologians. Their role in the family and the church and the world is absolutely vital. Yeah, you know, as I, as I said, I think uh, we'll probably have lots of podcasts and episodes about that as well, but but uh, mothers face unique challenges in this calling, and that's really what I think drove me to want to get this episode done, is talking about some of those challenges and encouraging women in light of those challenges how they can pursue this calling. Yeah, and before we move on, I also want to add that theology is not boring or impractical. It's not limited to people who don't know how to live in the real world. If it's done right, theology is the most practical thing in the world because nothing is more important to our everyday life than knowing who God is and, by implication, who we are. So everyone's a theologian, as we said, but Christians are specifically called to know God rightly. And so it matters. Uh, knowing theology matters because it's about knowing God, about having a relationship with Him. Yeah, and, and to tack on to that as well, just that, you know, we're not talking about any particular temperament or personality of or situation of uh, certain moms that 
that is uniquely called to this for versus others. I've met all kinds of women with all kinds of personalities and situations and backgrounds who love theology and who love to study God's word, and they do it in different ways. And that's that's one of the beautiful things about the body of Christ. But you know, Kathleen, I do think it would help all our listeners if you could just give us you know a general idea of for you as a mom, what does it look like for a mom to pursue theology? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, well, it starts with the heart. You know, the state of her heart is the biggest thing. Um, is her heart bent toward treasuring God above all else? You know, uh, a mom who's pursuing theology is really, she loves the Lord. She loves his word. She pursues him through knowing him. Um, and so then the heart flows out into actions, you know, on an individual level as well as on a corporate level. So uh, she's immersed in God's word. She's studying it and meditating on it, memorizing it. She's spending time in prayer. She's seeking to understand God's revealed will and live it out obediently. She's involved with church, with you know, the worship and the small group or Bible studies, the fellowship and service um, with fellow believers in the church, and you know, sharing the good news with the people in her life. So it's this very holistic thing. Well, and you know, as I, as you said, we're, this episode, we want to address some of the unique challenges that mothers have, and one of those is no doubt time. You know, moms have a lot of demands on their time and, in a unique way, have probably the least control over their time as any adult I can think of. And so for you, Kathleen, how do you find time to study the Bible in the midst of your schedule with six little kids? Well, I think we have to leave behind some idealism about spirituality that doesn't fit in with reality especially as parents, as moms. Um, We can't see our spirituality in really restrictive ways that divide the sacred from the rest of life. You know, the practical and just earthy things of motherhood are not restricting our spiritual life. These are um, things that we're doing for the sake of eternity. And so, you know, in certain stages of motherhood, we may not have an hour of quiet alone time every morning with our coffee to read and study the Bible as we like. Uh, That's a great thing, but that's not necessarily always going to be possible. Um, And not just for moms, but really there's, you know, for a lot of people throughout history and around the world today, that's a bit of a luxury. Um, So I think it can be really damaging when people prescribe one single way for moms or for anyone really to schedule things like personal Bible study. The truth is there's a lot of biblical ways and methods that uh, you can pursue God, like um, you know, I personally don't get up first thing in the morning um, before my kids and read the Bible because my kids wake up at a ridiculous hour anyway, and if they hear me, they're, they're immediately awake, um, and, I'm, and I'm not a morning person. So we do our family worship stuff in the morning over breakfast, but then I do my own Bible reading and study during nap time when the little ones are napping and the older kids are having just some quiet time on their own. And um, that really works well for me. And I try to do it every day because I need it. You know, I, I really feel the need that I have to uh, be in God's word. It's uh, essential. But some days it doesn't happen. And, you know, in those cases, I really try to not uh, go to God's word out of guilt, but out of joy. And um, I think, too, if you have little kids, you know, this might have to be done in snatches. You snatch a little bit of time here to to pray. You snatch some time here to read the Bible or to, you know, meet with a, another woman and, and talk about life and pray together. 
Um, and that that's okay. You know, that just for certain stages of life, that may be what it has to be. But I think that if we feel that this is really our life, like this is the air we breathe and the food that we need to eat, then we will make it happen in some way. Well, and you know, I think a, a lot of moms do tend to feel guilty when they take time for themselves, you know, because there are so many demands on their time. And they always feel like if I'm taking time for myself and I'm not doing this, I'm not doing that, and they need to be done. And again, just to go back to what we said earlier, you know, moms will benefit their children, their families the most um, as they invest in their own spiritual growth, their own theological development. And so that time that they take to do that is good time for the family. And, um, you know, Kathleen, if I'm a woman out there who I want to do this, but maybe it's never been a part of my life or I'm a younger Christian, you know, what would you say to a woman who says, I want to do this, but I just feel so intimidated by it? Where do I start? Yeah, that's a great question. I would say start with your local church. So talk to your pastor, talk to your elders, talk to older women and, and people that you see, that you respect and you admire. Talk to people who are theologically mature, who love the Lord, who've been studying the Bible their whole lives, and get ideas from them and ask them to mentor you. Um, and, you know, you can start small, but I would just say go deep. Like, you don't have to learn everything at once. You don't have to know everything at once. That's impossible. It's overwhelming. But start with a book of the Bible and study it well. Go deep in it. And what you gain from that will help you at understanding the rest of the Bible and help you start to make connections and build a framework for understanding the whole of Scripture. Man, that's, that's, that's great, Kathleen. And, uh, you know, my next question kind of addresses another challenge that I think moms face, which is just feeling overwhelmed a lot of the time. You know, they feel overwhelmed. And, and one approach for the Bible is, is people go to it saying, you know, what does the Bible have for me today? And, you know, people go to, they, they say, I need encouragement or I need help. And they, they sort of treat the Bible, though, as kind of a, a collection of some encouragement, advice, help, you know, for, for what I'm going through today versus a view of the Bible as, as you know, uh, who is God and, and searching for God in Scripture and seeing that is the primary uh, purpose of it. And so how, how would you speak to these two kind of approaches of Scripture as a mom? Yeah, well, I would say that we come to God's Word not primarily to demand of God, but to know God. So Scripture is not there first and foremost to give us what we think we need in the moment, but to give us God Himself. And as Christians, we're reading the Bible to know God and center our lives around Him. That's our ultimate task. So I, I do think it's very good. It's important to recognize that the Bible does apply to each of us as individuals, and of course, it's relevant for our daily lives, but we don't want to forget the bigger picture. So even if we open the Bible and our reading today doesn't seem to address the specific issues we're struggling with right now, this still is what we need for today, to know God. That is the food that our soul needs. Um, and so going back to your question, as we're reading the Bible, we really want to look at the bigger picture. We want to look at what God intends to show us and teach us and how he wants to change us. So we need to recognize the historical and literary context of what we're reading. Uh, that helps us to understand the purpose of it. We want to seek to understand the original intent of the author. You know, the Bible was written by human beings with their own personal touches, but it's inspired by the Holy Spirit. So the truth of it is from God. 
and it's reliable and trustworthy. So we want to know what God is really saying, not just what we wish he were saying. Um, and, and then we also want to look at how it applies to us now. I can say, as I've been studying the Psalms, there's been such richness for me, even with passages that aren't really about me, and they aren't really something I can directly relate to, um, because I'm not an ancient Israelite, but they're, they're teaching me who God is and what it means to be his people that he made a covenant with. And often, I do find that when I'm facing some kind of challenge in parenting or in my marriage, or when I'm fighting some sin in my life, I'm praying, I'm trying to, I'm looking at verses that are specifically about that issue, I'm meditating on those, um, and those are good things, those are good ways to address those challenges, but what really changes me over time is the steady pursuit of God as I come to know Him more. Uh, amen. Um, you know, as, as you pursue God and as you read His Word, um, you know, what are... What are some ways you would encourage a woman? You, know, you, you, you read the Bible, and you, I know, also read some additional books that, that help uh, in different areas. So what, would you, what, what encouragement would you give to a woman who says, again, you know, this is great. What, where, where do I start in terms of books, things that help me um, get on this path towards pursuing God and growing in my, my theology? I would say start with a good study Bible. So a study Bible has a lot of great notes and tools that can help you understand the text better. Uh, oftentimes we'll have notes, you know, verse by verse that uh, explain difficult passages or help you understand what it's saying. Um, they typically will have uh, introductions to each book of the Bible that help you put it in context, help you know more about the, the history, the author, the themes, um, as well as like theological articles that help you uh, look at these big-picture theological topics, and um, those are great. So I, I use the ESV Study Bible, and that's a fantastic one. You know, Jonathan, you always say that it's a, theolo or it's a you know, seminary education in its own right. Like, if you read everything carefully and take it all in, you'd have a seminary education. Um, so I, I love the ESV Study Bible, and I would say that it's a good example of something that's it's very like meaty and rich and theological. It's also very devotional. It's, it's really targeted at helping you know more and understand more of God and also loving him more. So it's, it's head and heart. Um, and there's lots of good study Bibles out there. Again, so, you know, talk to your pastor for recommendation. He'd love that. And um, also, you know, if someone wants to get an overview of the Bible, I would recommend Far as the Curse is Found by Michael Williams. This provides a good picture of the whole biblical story of redemption, um, and it's very accessible. So it, it's a good for anybody who wants to start making these connections uh, between you know, the entire uh, Bible and, and what that means. And then uh, since I'm currently in the midst of reading this, I, I have to add Derek Kidner's commentary on the Psalms, which is two volumes. And his work is a perfect example of something that teaches you and also just makes your heart rejoice with how well he unpacks the scripture. He also did one on Proverbs, which I read recently, and I really appreciated that. So those are some of the books that I would say are, are great things to start with. Um, and there's many more. You know, Jonathan, what would you say as far as, what would you add to that list? Yeah, well, I, I, of course, I, I love that you started with a Bible because I do think that 
as we talk about this, it's important to say that first and foremost, you know, uh, we need to be in God's word and just reading the Bible ourselves. And so to that, I'll say that, you know, there, there's a lot of really good devotionals that are out there. Uh, actually, my, my favorite that I would recommend is one called Streams in the Desert. But let me encourage you, if you're a mom or, or whoever you are, that don't make devotionals your main sustenance for time with God. Those are fine as a supplement, you know, before you go to bed at night or, or, or as a, you know, add-on to reading the Bible, but, but you need to be in the Word of God yourself. Um, that's very important. And, and so don't replace that with a devotional. And then on the, other, on the other side, though, I'll say is don't think that you need to only read the Bible uh, to, to gain wisdom and insight. God has given teachers to the church to help us learn the Bible, help us learn who God is. And you're, you're talking about, you know, Derek Kidner, who's a fabulous teacher of some Old Testament texts like the Psalms. And we gain so much from it. You know, today we have the benefits of a publishing industry and books. And so don't think that you need to only have the Bible. Read the Bible first and foremost, but then find good resources that will help unpack biblical stories or passages so that you can grow as you're reading the Bible. And on top of that, let me just say, too, that um, a book that I've, I've taught on that I've encouraged people who want to just know, how do I read my Bible, is, is a book called Living by the Book by Howard Hendricks. And it's a very thorough, really awesome um, you know, unpacking of how we can go to the Bible and study it and gain insight and, and benefit from it. And so, you know, on top of the books, there's lots of online content as well. And if you're looking for something more formal, you know, if you go on iTunes, a lot of seminaries have put whole courses for free on iTunes or other online sites. Our, our own seminary, Covenant Seminary, has, you know, free resources available, whole seminary courses available if you're looking for something more formal. Um you know, and then, of course, finally, just go to your pastor or any spiritual leader that's in your life who you trust, because there is so much out there. I think what's key is to find the good stuff, the trustworthy stuff. And so talk to your pastor. They love when people come to them uh, with those questions. Um, so there's so much more to say, but Kathleen, you know, just getting to the other side of, of theology and, and growing, you know, beyond just you yourself on your own, um, how, how do you involve yourself in the life of the church as a mom? Yeah, well, in general, I think as a mom, being involved in church looks the same as anyone else. You know, just the <clears throat> the worship and small groups, Bible studies, and fellowship, living life with fellow believers, just these things that are that are part of church life. But of course, having kids does add some special challenges, um, especially if your kids are really young. So I'd say that having your husband on board is really key. You know, for him to support and encourage and see the importance of you being able to be part of the life of the church, um, and for him to do practical things to facilitate this, like being with the kids when you're going to an event or meeting with people, making sure that it's not always you, the mom, who stays home uh, when someone is sick and misses church or misses small group or Bible study or whatever. Now, if you have kids with special needs or if your husband isn't present for whatever reason, that is an additional set of challenges and in that case, I would say talk with your church leadership and talk with friends in your church. Let them know what needs you have and how the church can help make your involvement happen, whether that's helping with kids on Sunday morning or during the week or, or whatever they can do to aid in that. And I think any good church would be just delighted to see your commitment and love for the Lord um, and wanting to be uh, really involved in the church and would be delighted to help make that happen. And, you know, I'll just say that 
uh, it is very easy to use kids as an excuse not to engage in, you know, both church and also in our own uh, personal study at home. Uh, it's easy to tell ourselves we don't have any time. And yeah, for sure, we don't have very much time um, in a certain stages of life, you know, with newborns, uh, maybe we don't have any time at all. But in general, um, it's really a matter of prioritizing. The truth is we do have some time, you know, like I have six little kids and twin babies and, uh, but I do still have some time. And so I think if we see uh, pursuing God like this as, as life, you know, as, our, as what just is necessary for our sustenance, for our life, uh, then we will make it happen. Well, unfortunately, we're running out of time for today. There's so much more that could be said, and I think we'll have more episodes on this topic in the future, of course. But I just want to close by saying this to the men out there who are listening. You know, I, as a man, as a pastor, I want to encourage you uh, that you need to be um, encouraging, equipping, uh, cheerleading your, your wife, the women in your life, on to knowing God. And you need to be praying for them and making sure that you have communicated to them, um, you know, in every way possible, how important it is for you to see them growing in their in their relationship with God. And then, of course, you you yourself making the practical the practical sacrifices uh, as you can to make that happen. So you know, watching the kids for your wife can go to a Bible study or to a conference or whatever. And then you know, to the women out there, I just want to encourage you. You are. Are, are made in God's image, and you have every uh, capability, ability um, to study God's Word, to know God, to pursue theology, and let me encourage you to do that. You know, that is your source of life, and as you do that, you will grow, and you will be a better mother, a better wife, um, a better woman, a better child of God, and you will be filled with the life that God has for you as you go about doing um, fulfilling all the demands on you. So it's been good and uh, great to talk with everyone. Kathleen, any final words? Yeah, I just wanted to add that, you know, the resources we were just talking about, we will post that on our website too, on the page about the podcast. So you can look there to uh, have a list of some of the resources that we just said were great for growing as a theologian. And um, I really enjoyed this. I've learned a lot. It's been good talking with you, Jonathan. And um, yeah, if you have comments or questions or requests or any sort of thing like that, just go to our Facebook page, Cross Life, or our website, uh, crosslifetoday.org, and drop us a line. And until then, take care and God bless. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll join us again next time. Until then, you can find more resources for carrying out the Great Commission at home, at church, and in the world at www.crosslifetoday.org. Until next time, take care and God bless.